This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to visit with Paige Twenter, a brilliant writer, journalist at Becker's Healthcare. She talks to us regularly about issues she's following in healthcare. Often we talk about Ozempic, about pharma, about business, about clinical, about all kinds of issues. Paige, let me tee it up and ask you, what are you following currently? What's top on your mind currently? Yeah, so I have three topics I'd really like to chat about with you today. The three are just Mark Cuban's drug company has a new offering specifically for hospitals. Second one is a follow-up to some data I was talking about last podcast about CMS citations and kind of uh, interesting trends there. And then the last one, if we have time, I'd love to chat about some findings and some comments I've heard from chief nursing officers about, you know, helping with the well-being of their staff. Fantastic. Thank you. Let me let you tee it up and, and, and jump right into it on Mark Cuban and then CMS citations, then nurse staff well-being and so forth. Let me tee it up uh, Mark okay. Cuban first. Yeah, great. So on February 14th, uh, Mark Cuban Cost Plus Drugs Co. offered you know more than 4,000 drugs directly for hospitals and other healthcare providers. The new service is called Marketplace, and it prioritizes drugs in shortage, you know, including amoxicillin, which is an antibiotic that's been in short supply since about October 2022. The company is still building its manufacturing facility, which costs $11 million in Dallas. It was originally planned to open in the fourth quarter of 2022, but it's now set for late of this year. And that facility is also planned to manufacture drugs in critical shortage. So it was just really interesting of kind of already this disruptor in the healthcare space kind of going for specifically drugs in shortage, specifically for hospitals and health systems. Well, that's fantastic. It's such a hard thing to solve because what's in shortage this year or last year, I don't know if it's always the thing in shortage next year or the year after. So it'll be fascinating to see how they manage this and try and guesstimate what's going to be short when, because I think that's an ongoing challenge, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, shortages lately have been becoming longer and longer, you know, for months and even sometimes over a year on end. But yeah, you're you're right. It's like last summer, there was a, a pretty hard shortage of uh, two cancer therapies, cisplatin and carboplatin. And no one was really sure how long that was going to last just because the shortage started because of manufacturing delays and quality control issues at one specific manufacturer based in India. That one is quietly resolved or almost fully resolved now, but, you know, it's it's hard to suddenly ramp up and ramp down production, especially of sterile injectables, which are more common to fall into shortage, um, but pretty difficult to manufacture. No, I think that point is well taken. That uh, it not that easy to ramp up and ramp down and get the right approvals, the right ingredients, the right everything, but fascinating to mm-hmm. watch. But God bless for trying it, just like Civica trying to address some of these things. Yeah. Uh, you know, led by Dan Will and Quist and Intermountain and now a lot of others to, to try and make it easier to access generics as you need them. But fantastic and God bless them trying to do it. It's just not an, not as easy as uh you know, the outside world always paints these things as easy <laughs> to solve. It's not as easy to solve as, as you know, you'd hope they would be. But talk to us about CMS citations and fines and what we're seeing there. Yeah, so uh last time we talked, um I mentioned that I pulled through some CMS citation data since twenty seventeen. Um, just to kind of note, you know, which citations are becoming more or less common. And 
One we talked about was restraints and seclusion citations, so that related to patient rights. So between 2017 and 2020, those dropped. It was kind of averaged around 2% each year, then suddenly went to 0.8% um, in 2020, and then has since been back on the rise of the frequency of the citations. And um, I talked with a, a expert at CMS about this. They referenced waivers that were issued at the start of the public health emergency in spring of 2020, which told hospitals that they were not required to report this issue unless it contributed to a patient death. And CMS handed out dozens of other similar waivers with different citations, but the prevalence of those remained stable during the pandemic while restraints and seclusions um, saw that dip and then that climb back up. So I would just notice for hospital administrators that something different happened over the past few years and to be up to date um, and closely watching, you know, the rules on patient rights related to restraints and seclusion. Fasting, another area where, right, you got to keep on watching CMS and changes and so forth so you don't inadvertently get hit with a fine. It's not a big public type thing, but all of a sudden becomes an issue. And, and it's mm-hmm. fascinating, too. And, and tell us about nurse well-being. I've seen a couple positive articles recently on the nursing shortage softening a little bit, things rebounding mm-hmm. a little bit. But what, what are you seeing there, and what are you seeing with nurse and physician well-being? Yeah, so some data polled of 2023 of the nation's, you know, 873 most stressful jobs. Five of the top 10 are in healthcare. That's urologist at number one, um, acute care nurses at number six, and nurse anesthetist at number 10, and three others. But I talked to some nurse leaders, one, um, the chief nursing officer at MUSC Health in South Carolina, and then I also spoke with the president of the American Nurses Association. They both said, you know, not surprising that nurses are extremely stressed, but the stressors on their profession, you know, part of that is just ingrained in the type of work they do and also just trends of, you know, higher acuity cases, sickest of the sick are being treated um, and in their care by some of the stressors that can be managed by health system leaders and administrators include just helping their employees with just stressors that are going across the nation. So um, the rise in alcoholism and um, drug addiction at MUSC Health, the CNO told me, you know, nurses are not immune to any of that. Post-COVID, you know, we've seen an increase in alcohol and drug addiction among nurses. Adding Dr. Mensick Kennedy at ANA added, you know, hospitals think they can accomplish patient care without nurses. She also said health systems consistently undervalue nurses, only seeing them as a large labor force, but an expendable cost. So they both recommended, um, I think really to almost kind of covert tips, ones that you might be like, oh, yeah, of course, but almost wouldn't wouldn't think of. So at MUSC Health, just asking questions with front staff one-on-one, you know, what can I do to support your well-being, rounding on leaders who round on frontline employees, which can help boost morale and reduce stress. And Dr. Mensah Kennedy, she said, you know, hospital executives, think they might have to create their own wheel and do their own thing when it you know comes to these workforce challenges but there are already tools and resources available you know right now off the shelf that they can put into practice for their staff for stress first aid kit almost so i i would point that out as my last news item 
Yeah, but but so important, though, that people look for almost all of these issues aren't one off issues. And, and so as people look towards other resources, other, you know, uh, other systems, other people that are trying to solve these issues, most of the time you're not reinventing something. Yes, every situation is a little bit unique, but at the end of the day, so many similar issues. So if you could find things that others are doing that are working or to try, I, I think that's great advice. Uh, Paige, is always a pleasure to visit with Paige Twenter of Becker's Healthcare. Just a few of the stories she's following closely right now. Uh, Mark Cuban's pharmacy trying to ramp up on drug shortages for hospitals. Um, CMS, different fines and citations are trying to study and, close, and stay close to that. Uh, and finally, different thoughts on how nurse leaders, chief nurse officers, and others, the head of the ANA and others are trying to uh, – or the American Nurses Association trying to take care of the nursing staff. Uh, Paige, thank you so much for joining us again on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Just terrific. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there.